Welcome back to the Armor Men's Health Hour with Dr. Mystery and Donna Lee. Welcome back to the Armor Men's Health Hour. I'm Dr. Mystery, your host, here with my certifiable co-host. No, I'm board certified co-host. Award-winning, certifiable certifiable co-host, Donna Lee. That's right. Thank you for having me back and all of my awards and accolades. This is a men's health show. I'm a board-certified urologist. And for those of you that are interested in listening to us uh, off the radio, we also have a podcast. We do. It's everywhere. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, Buzzsprout, SoundCloud. Just like saying those. Buzzsprout. We are are terrible at marketing the thing properly. Absolutely. And you said Alexa. They can find us on Alexa Alexa, that's right. That's right. Okay. When they're completely bored. She's probably listening right now, as a matter of fact. (laughs) So you know what's an interesting thing about being a doctor, Donna? Mm, So many things, but do tell. (laughs) So you go through medical school. You Mm -hmm. go through this intense training, four years of learning everything about the human body. And the moment you pick a specialty, you just forget about all that other stuff. (laughs) It's not interesting anymore? Yeah. Like people just (laughs) stop caring. Like if you go to an orthopedic surgeon and you ask him about his urology urology type thing... (laughs) I was going to say, but we're on Saturday now. Right. So he, he'll look at you completely dumbfounded, even though he has he's smart and educated and knows right. everything. But you just kind of get this tendency. And, and what I recognize, especially over years of practice, is that the body is all connected. We, we have an inherent sense that what happens in one part of the body is going to affect another part. What happens in nutrition and physical fitness mm-hmm. affects another part. I see where this is going. You see? Mm-hmm. And there's no <laughs> other disease process that I deal with outside of nutrition, general nutrition, mm-hmm. that is more of a connection that you don't think is natural than mm-hmm. urology and obstructive sleep apnea. Right. And so those of you that have listened to the show know that we do a lot of obstructive sleep apnea testing in our practice mm-hmm. as part of a conjunction for people with low testosterone or a number of other things, especially our pre-surgery patients. Mm-hmm. And I thought what we would do is have a special guest today, and that is our partner. I'm going to welcome Brandon Hedgecock, DDS, today. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. Thanks a lot for joining us today, Brandon. Hey, happy to be here. Now, I heard uh, his commercials. Yeah, KLBJ listeners are going to know. And I think uh, Sam and Ed in the morning. It's... <laughs> Don, it's Don, and Don Pryor. Don Pryor. Yeah. Yeah. Todd and Don. Welcome, nineteen. Welcome, nineteen ninety six. So you're not a sponsor of this show. You're a partner of our practice, though. And and uh, what's the name of your company? So we've got uh, Sleep Better Austin, it's, and that's the one that we use. Uh huh. And then we, yeah, and then Austin Sleep Solutions as well is the one you guys use. That's right. A lot of people may not immediately put together why they're going to get tested for obstructive sleep apnea and urology. Mm-hmm. And I thought what we would talk about are some of the barriers that patients put forth on getting tested. I also want to talk about how in medicine we are taught to have a solution for a disease process. You have disease A, I have solution B. And then a lot of times doctors, they just, their mind just stops right there. And insurance companies and the government and quality people are now understanding it's just as important to make sure people are doing treatment B and following through, not Mm -hmm. just having an answer for them, because we're not a Jeopardy contest. Mm -hmm. We're not here to find out what you have and give you a solution. We need to make sure you're following through, right? Absolutely. And I mean, this happens all across medicine. It's not just sleep apnea. I mean, if you give a patient a medication to take for high blood pressure or something like that, what if that medication doesn't work? Or what if they don't take that medication? Because it causes a side effect. Side effects or something like that. Mm -hmm. There's got to be other solutions. In in medicine, the government is actually going to be rating us doctors on how well patients are complying with the treatment. And a lot of doctors complain. They say, well, that's not our problem. It's not our fault that patients aren't taking meds. And I would say to those doctors, it is. 
Because we have to be able to convince them that it's in their best interest and then follow up appropriately to find a treatment that suits them. And if there are going to be uncompliant patients, then that's fine. But you should try your best to try to get people to accommodate their treatments. And with sleep apnea, uh, I think that uh, where you and I play a big role is helping patients uh, kind of fulfill. So why don't you tell me, how, how do you describe what sleep apnea is to patients? You know, the we, we talk to patients and we simplify it as much as possible. We have a, a hose, a garden hose that goes from our nose and our mouth to our lungs. And the sole purpose of that hose is to get air and oxygen from the environment to our lungs for gas exchange so that our body gets the oxygen that it needs. And when you have sleep apnea, you essentially have a kink in your hose. Air is not getting through. And air is not getting through because typically speaking, the airway is collapsing, the tongue is relaxing, the muscles around the throat are relaxing and collapsing at night when you're in your sleeping. And so it's blocking the passage and it's kinking the hose. And so from a solution standpoint, it's how do we unkink the hose? And that's what we say to patients. And so going along with that, I try to explain to patients also, your oxygenation drops during these episodes, and it's almost like somebody's kind of partially choking you all throughout the night. Some people enjoy that. <laughs> while awake, though. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, usually, Saturday. Usually while awake. Yeah. Saturday, Saturday, don't forget. You enjoy it to a point. Right. <laughs> you don't wanna, that's right. That's yeah. right. You don't want to be choked. choked. A- absolutely. So if you're not getting oxygen and you're not breathing, if you've got a kink in your hose, you're not getting enough oxygen. Mm. And your body needs oxygen. Your brain needs oxygen. Your heart's <clears throat> job is to get oxygen to the brain and to the body. And so all of your systems kind of start to panic if you're not getting the oxygen that you need. Think about being held underwater. Uh, at the bottom of the pool, maybe someone's holding you down underwater, or maybe go back to your high school days if you were picked on like I was and you got, <laughs> you know, down in the toilet Aww. or something like that. <laughs> you know? Maybe our therapist so, can see me. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I mean, what happens? You panic. Yeah. You know, your body releases cortisol and adrenaline and all these things that yeah. don't let you relax. And so when I'm trying to explain to patients um, about sleep apnea, the very first thing that the wives often say, is he has no trouble sleeping. Mm -hmm. And I try to explain to them that that's right. He probably goes to sleep three seconds after his head hits the pillow. Right away. Because that's exactly what happens with sleep apnea. Mm -hmm. Mm. And that's something that people sometimes don't recognize. And uh, snoring happens often, but not always. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, in terms of urologic symptoms, um, what are some of the things that you see very commonly? And then I'll kind of add whatever I heard. Yeah, you know, really commonly, one of the common things we see is patients say they get up six, seven times a night to go pee. Mm -hmm. So nocturia. They're waking up frequently because they have to pee. Um, We know that as you're struggling for oxygen, it creates intrathoracic pressure, causes the heart to release peptides. All of this acts on the bladder. And so these patients, a lot of times they come in, they're like, well, I think it's my prostate. Uh, but really it's, it's a sleep apnea. And once they're treated, you put a CPAP on them, uh, or an appliance and all of a sudden they come back and they're like, you know, I'm not waking up to pee anymore. You know, so that's, that's a very common one that we see. Uh, the other one, uh, there's a lot of men's health issues. There's the low testosterone, um, uh, decrease in, um, you know, erectile dysfunction, decrease in erection strength, things like that, that happen in association with that as well. Loss of libido. Um, a lot of those sexual function type things are happening as well. And fatigue. And then fatigue. And you're tired. Tired. You're tired. You know, and you're yeah. tired. Mm-hmm. And you may not even recognize that. And I think that um, one of the most dramatic things that I've heard consistently is those with sleep apnea who are appropriately treated 
often improve their weight loss plans too. 100%. Yeah. So all the hormones that control appetite, hunger, weight loss, all that, you know, those are active during the nighttime hours as well. And if that's getting disrupted, uh, you don't have the energy you need to work out. You're not eating properly. Everything's thrown off. So once you start getting treated for sleep apnea, uh, you'll see patients that lose weight quicker, faster, maintain their weight better, um, maintain their hormone balance better, whether it's diabetes or testosterone or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So from our end, from your urologic standpoint, we come at, come at it from the opposite way. So we're not looking for things that are going to be cured by fixing your obstructive sleep apnea. But, but rather, why are you coming to see me in the first place? So if you're getting up four or five times a night to pee and it's small volume urination, mm-hmm. uh, it's unlikely that, you've, that your prostate is causing that. Once or twice or three times maybe, but four or five, six times, there's going to be something else. A lot of times guys come to us seeking testosterone therapy for fatigue. Mm-hmm. And oh, they're wow. 280 pounds, <laughs> five foot ten, have a neck the size of a bowling ball. And I immediately know that this guy has sleep apnea. And I'll ask him, have you been told you have sleep apnea? And they'll say, oftentimes they'll say, I was referred for testing or I was diagnosed or this, but I don't treat it. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, uh, it, it really raises a, a big conundrum for us. Yeah, yeah. And and ignorance is bliss, right? You know, a lot of times patients are afraid of finding out what they might have because they're Mm -hmm. afraid of what the treatment might be or whether or not they can do it or um, they'd rather just uh, not know. You know, a lot of patients have sleep apnea. They don't know they have it, you Mm -hmm. know. And they don't want to go off site. They think they have to sleep somewhere. They think they got to go to a lab. Yeah, Yeah. that's the biggest component, I think, for a lot of guys. That's right. So maybe after uh, this break, what we can talk about are treatments how we do in in your own in-home testing mm-hmm. and uh, talk about how do we maximize therapy. So, uh, Donna, why don't you tell people how to get a hold of yep. us? Yep, you can call us during the week at 512-238-0762. Um, our website is armormenshealth at gmail.com. Send a question to Dr. Hedgecock, Dr. Mystery. Um, armormenshealth at gmail.com. Our website is armormenshealth.com. Uh, call us during the week at 238, I'm sorry, 512-238-0762, and we will be right back after these messages. Dr. Mystery wants to hear from you. Email questions to armormenshealth at gmail.com. We'll be right back with the Armor Men's Health Hour 